Ed Peters, and I welcome you on behalf of Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers to another broadcast of What's New. We move on today to Acts chapter 13. This brings us to the final major division of the book of Acts. It is the Lord Jesus Christ at work by the Holy Spirit through the apostles to the uttermost parts of the earth. This section includes chapters 13 through 28. The key to the book of Acts is verse 8 of chapter 1 where Jesus said, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. During the Jerusalem period we saw that the gospel went to the Jews and the church was 100% Jewish, no Gentiles. During the next period we saw the gospel go to the Samaritans and we saw the conversion of some Gentiles. Now, the gospel moves out officially on its way to the ends of the earth. In this surge of the gospel beyond the boundaries of Israel, we find that Paul becomes the dominant leader and Peter disappears from the scene. God had used Peter in a mighty way, but now Paul is the dominant one whom God will use. Now today, we will open this final section of the book of Acts by looking at verses 1 through 3 of chapter 13. And Luke writes, Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch were Barnabas and Simeon, also called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manan, the foster brother of King Herod, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for a special job I have for them. So, after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way.
Barnabas and Saul are now set aside as missionaries. It was not the church in Jerusalem that sent them out into the world. It was the church in Antioch. The church in Jerusalem was not a missionary church. It was the church in Antioch that had the missionary vision. When they laid their hands on these two missionaries that they were sending out, the Christians in Antioch were indicating that they are in a partnership with them. They are sending these men out as their representatives in the enterprise of getting out the Word of God. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. The great city of Antioch, just off the Mediterranean coast on the Orontes River, became the center for the thrust of the gospel of Jesus Christ into the Gentile world. It was here that Paul's first missionary journey began. Christianity would now take a radical departure. It would seek a direct approach to Gentiles without any Jewish connections, without any Jewish lifestyle or Jewish practices. This had enormous implications for the church, which would surface later. But the command of Christ to take the good news to the ends of the earth had to be taken seriously. So the church at Antioch met for worship and they fasted. Luke doesn't say why, but perhaps the Christians sensed that they needed direction from God. They were aware that special guidance was needed. The New Testament Christians were particularly sensitive and responsive to the Holy Spirit's leading during times of fasting. Here was a church that sensed something great was happening. History was being made, and they wanted to be a part of it. Business as usual just didn't cut it. Five men are mentioned here in Acts 13 by Luke. Barnabas and Saul are two of them. They were the recognized leaders of this church. Barnabas had been sent from Jerusalem to investigate what was happening at Antioch, and after seeing and experiencing what God was doing there, he sent for Saul of Tarsus to come and help in the work. Both had now worked for a year in Antioch, and the church had grown remarkably. The other three men who gathered that day in Antioch for worship and fasting were Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, and Menaean. Simeon Niger was a Jew. The name Simeon is Semitic. Simon is the Greek equivalent. His surname was Niger, which is Latin meaning dark or black-skinned. Tradition has identified this man with Simon of Cyrene, who carried Christ's cross. Lucius of Cyrene, a city in North Africa, may have been one of the men who first brought the gospel to the Gentiles in Antioch. The fifth man was Menaean, Hebrew Menahan. Luke writes that this Menaean was brought up with Herod the Tetrarch. Menaean was perhaps the foster brother or very good friend of Herod Antipas, youngest son of Herod the Great. Now please compare and contrast these two men, Menaean and Herod Antipas. They were brought up together. One became a disciple of Jesus, the other became an antagonist of Jesus. Antipas was the Herod who ruled over Galilee and Perea from 4 BC to AD 39. One is remembered for being a leader in the church of Antioch and a leader in launching the church on her missionary thrust, and the other is remembered for having John the Baptist beheaded 
and for presiding over the crooked trial of Jesus, the Son of God. Foster brothers, childhood companions, yet so different. The difference was in their relationship to Jesus, the Son of God. One loved and served him, the other hated and killed him. Well, that introduces the five men from Antioch, Barnabas, Simon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who was brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul of Tarsus. These men prayed. Perhaps the whole church joined them. They fasted. And in some way they had a word from God. The communication was, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. I wonder what the church's response was. Barnabas and Saul were the two most crucial men in this church. They were the best. They were essential to the work in Antioch. We can't get along without Barnabas and Saul. After all, you must strengthen the home base, the home church. That is how we think. Evidently, in God's plans, missions deserves the best. Evidently, God's way to strengthen the home base is to make witnessing to the ends of the earth a priority. That's a radical departure from 20th century Christian thought on the matter. We make priority home base. God said priority is the ends of the earth. It was the Holy Spirit who chose the most honored and gifted leaders of the Antioch church to go to the ends of the earth. The interesting point is that the home base was not left without leadership. God always has his leaders ready and waiting in the wings. What did the church at Antioch do after they heard from the Lord? Luke writes, so that after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Now what does that mean, they placed their hands on them? Usually, the laying on of hands meant to impart to that person some authority to ordain them. It can't mean that here. These two men had already apostolic authority. They already were recognized as ministers of the Lord. They didn't need that. So what did laying on of hands do? We must look at the laying on of hands as the Old Testament worshiper did when he brought a sacrifice to the altar. The worshiper would lay his hands on the head of the animal thereby identifying with it. He would confess his sins over it, and the animal would be sacrificed instead of the offerer. Here at the church at Antioch, they identified themselves with Barnabas and Saul. These two men were their representatives. They, the people in the church, were going to the ends of the earth in Barnabas and Saul. The whole church was going. The laying out of hands spoke of that kind of unity. We were in Adam when he sinned, so we all sinned. We were in Christ when he died, so we all died. Similarly, the believers at Antioch identified with Barnabas and Saul. They all went to the ends of the earth in Barnabas and Saul. Do you think that church supported these two men? Were they interested in their progress reports? Did they pray for them? I believe that church was alive with missionary interest. And Barnabas and Saul never felt that they were alone out there. The whole church back home was with them. 
I know many missionaries receive the cassettes of these programs. I would appreciate hearing from you. How does what I've just said sound to you? Do you wish for expressions of that kind of unity between base church and workers out in the ends of the earth? Let us hear from you. Production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.